Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE-FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which options might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm very pleased to be with Matthew Perry, a health enthusiast and co-founder and CEO of the Good Crisp Company. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, where are you and uh, how did you get to make a healthier version of potato chips of all kinds? <laughs> Yes, I am currently in Boulder, Colorado. I moved here in January with my family from Australia, originally from a, a beachside uh, little town called Adelaide in South Australia. So that, that's my background. Um, I got into health and wellness probably about five years ago. Um, I've always been in the food space, developing and selling snack foods in Australia and around the world. But As far as my own personal focus on, on health, that was about five years ago where I just started to feel uh, you know, the effects of, of a lifetime of bad eating to some degree. So bloating, you know, fatigue, all of those things. And so I went through a journey of trying to work out what foods were affecting me the most. And so reading a lot of the back of, of food panels and, and ingredients and cutting lots of things out and, and found that I had some certainly had some food intolerances to onion and garlic and, and dairy to some degree as well. So was was looking at all of those things. So that was really one of the keys for, for me to start looking and, and reading more about what I was putting in my body. And and the other one was as well, I have three young daughters. So, you know, looking at the foods that we were giving them and the snacks as, as parents, especially as new parents, like a lot of people, you become a lot more aware of, of the food you are eating. Um, and, and I was looking at the snacks I was giving them, which were the same food that I'd grown up and thinking, wow, you know, this is still the same food, still the same, you know, all the artificial colors and sugars and all of this stuff in this product. There's got to be uh, better products out there. And definitely there, there are. And so I was looking into that. But one of the products that I really enjoyed uh, eating as a, as a kid was, was Pringles and canister chips. And certainly My children enjoyed those as well, and they loved the format of, of the canister and, and the chip, but I wasn't happy with the ingredients. So I started looking around for a, a better option, and I just couldn't find anything. So I thought, well, if this is a problem that, that I've got, uh, maybe, maybe other people have as well. And so I worked with a manufacturer that I, I knew that could make the product, and we developed a, a range of, of canister chips that, that uh, better suited my preference when it came to the ingredients and the type of um, 
product I was giving myself for my children. Wow, that is really amazing. And I know many of my listeners love potato chips, but they're concerned about their health effects. And of course, depending on the diet, they may not be good for you at all if you're on a low-carb diet. But if you are on a more or less regular diet or have to avoid gluten and a little bit of dairy, that's a better option. Yeah, and look, we're, I'm very uh, conscious that, that our product is, is a snack product. You know, it's, it's a treat product. It's to have, you know, occasionally, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we need treats. They're, they're, they're important. They're good motivators and to reward ourselves and our children. So I, I understand the need for, for treats, um, but we just figure, well, if you're going to treat yourself, why not do something that's uh, got better ingredients for you than, than lots of other brands and certainly other canister chips out there in the market? So don't sacrifice on taste you don't need to sacrifice on on the type of product you're having but uh, we can help take away some of that guilt and and some of those ingredients that you're trying to avoid i really love that concept because many people that i talk to that uh, have to be on a dairy or gluten-free especially diet they sometimes want to snack and if they don't have other options and they have a weak moment, they go out and buy regular potato chips and whoops, they have a reaction. And that way they can avoid tripping up if chips is a weakness, which many people have. So that, that's beautiful. Now let's backtrack a little bit because I'm intrigued that you grew up in Adelaide in Australia and I myself, I'm a fan of Arthur Upfield who wrote mystery uh, <laughs> settings set it in in middle Australia with the Aboriginals and a lot was in Adelaide and the big rock and I always want to go to Australia one day I will tell us a little bit about yeah. growing up there and how it was in Australia as compared to the states yeah so I guess I mean the big difference I mean especially now living in in Denver which is a, a landlocked country our state should I say uh you know was, was just growing up by the beach uh that was a big big part of of my childhood and and certainly uh my, ch my children we would go down to the beach very regularly so it was a great little little town uh we had you know beautiful food and and wineries and and really gourmet food and then we had this beautiful lots of wonderful world-class beaches there as, as well so um not not a very popular I mean it's got great great um, tourist attractions but you know not as popular as the Gold Coast and the Great Barrier Reef and Melbourne and Sydney so it's this little hidden gem there in in Australia so I really enjoyed my my time there but um, as our company grew and and as our product expanded here in, in the US it's just such a big population here and such a, a demand for for natural products you know through uh, great grocery stores like Whole Foods and places like that we really started to expand and so this year um, you know, we, we sell nationally through all Whole Foods stores. We sell in all Walmart stores across the country, all 4,000 stores in the gluten-free section there. Uh, we sell up into Canada and lots of the groceries up there. So we were starting to build a presence here in North America. And I just, I couldn't continue to run the business from Australia. It was just getting too much. And, and the time differences were really difficult. And, and you know, I was, I was up all night and first thing in the morning trying to do calls. So uh, my wife and I made the decision that we would move over here and, and focus on, on growing the business here in America. Now, you said you came over, I believe, a few years ago. How many years ago was that? Uh, no, just just started this year. In January, oh, we came. So, so we've been here we for lived in yeah. Australia in January, in the middle of the summer, if I understand that right. Cor correct. You're and right. It was 100 degrees by, by the beach. 
and came to snowy mountainous Colorado. Yes, yes, it was a bit of a shock, but um, you know, there's certainly worse places in in the world to experience. Denver is is a, is a wonderful place. The blue sky, the mountains, it's a pretty beautiful. I've been in Denver and it is lovely and there's hot springs close by and they are wonderful to bathe in. Correct. How old are your children, when I may ask? Of course, yes, I have three girls. They are um, nine, six and four. So probably about the right age. We thought if we leave it any longer before we, we moved, it would, it would become really tricky for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we just had that little window of time where we thought we could pick everyone up and move over here. So uh, that's what we did and, and it's worked out really well so far. I'm happy to hear that and lovely three girls of, of, of a really nice age right now. <laughs> Wait until they are teenagers. It is a worry. A young fella, so how did you resolve your own stomach issues? Because you talked about bloating and a kind of IBS-like feeling. Yes, c- correct. So um, part of it was, um, which you may be familiar with, and it's, it, it is growing here in the US, but bigger in, in Australia, was the FODMAP diet. Yeah. Um, so that, that was um, you know, a big part of sort of working through some of the things that, that were affecting me, mm-hmm. uh, working out what my food allergies were. It's quite a strict uh, diet, as you'd be aware. So I wasn't, didn't stay on that for too long, but that helped did identify a few foods that, that I needed to, to stay yeah. clear of. Um, and that, that's probably been the big thing for me, is just knowing those foods that affect me and, and making sure I avoid them. And I commend you for being able to find it out because many people have big trouble finding it out. They go on all kinds yeah. of different elimination diets and it gets better a little bit, then it gets worse again. In spite of being on the diet, then they can keep the diet yep. and whoops, it's back. Yeah, it, it's a really difficult, difficult thing. And, and I certainly haven't got to the, the bottom of all of uh-huh. all of my, my issues, but I've, I've certainly identified a couple of the key ones that, that I know that um, if I can avoid those, I can, you know, live a, a relatively, you know, um, unaffected life without the occasional flare-up, um, you know. So it's, it's a sort of a balance, but definitely not perfect uh, yet. Now, I suppose you're married, am I right? That's correct, yes. <laughs> How did your wife and the children react to you wanting to move to the U.S.? It's quite a move. Yeah, it was- <laughs> it is it is quite a man and they'd never been overseas so even my wife so their first uh, first plane trip was uh heading over to the the u.s to live so look but it was definitely a decision we we made together as a family um and part of it was also you know this idea of look we could come over here and, and have a horrible time and you know what we'll, we'll just come home that that'll be the worst of it versus we never go, and then we always have this this thought in the back of our mind. You know, what 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 would have happened if we had gone? What you know that that doubt and that guilt uh, for not giving it a go when, when we could have. So, for me and and for for my wife, it was worth giving it a go rather than living with that what if for the rest of our life. I love that decision. I've talked to lots of dying people, and to be honest, nobody said to me, "I wish I worked more. I wish I made more money." But they say, "I wish I." <laughs> yeah took the risks that I wanted to take and do what I wanted to do. And they regret that sometimes, that they didn't have the courage to take the risks to actually do what they feel is the right thing to do at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So how difficult was it for you and your family to actually uh, get settled and immigrate into the U.S.? 
Thankfully, not too bad. So Australia and, and America have uh, great ties as, as countries and have good visa relations. So, you know, it, it, it's a lot, of, a lot of paperwork, but thankfully quite straightforward. So we're able to get a rolling visa here in, in the US as long as we've got a, a job and, and working for a company, um, we can come and live here. So thankfully that wasn't uh, too bad. Um, and, you know, we all speak the same language. It's, it's, yes. you know, adjusting has been relatively easy. Um, it's just it's just really that whole moving away from, from all of your friends and your family and your network that you've grown up with and then dropping into the middle of, of somewhere where you know no one and then having to build up those networks again. So they've been the challenging parts of it and it's taking us some, some time. It's been about seven months now and we're just starting to feel like we're getting those networks and we're feeling like we're starting to, to belong. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. And the children are back in school, which is wonderful. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so how do they do here in school in the U.S.? Well, I shouldn't say here. I'm in Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so actually at the moment we're, we're homeschooling uh, the girls. So we didn't do that in Australia, but we thought we would do it when we first arrived just to sort of ease them, them into it. And also as well, I'm traveling a lot around the country, visiting customers. And we thought, look, let's travel together. Let's make the most of this experience and, and get out and, and um, see, see the country and see and have experiences that we wouldn't have if, if we had to sort of have the kids stuck in school all the time. So um, yeah, it's, it's been really good actually. Now that's wonderful. And really this is a good point to end the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 CIO EFM Community Radio. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIO EFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Matthew Perry, co-founder and CEO of the Good Crisp Company. Welcome back, Matthew. Thank you. And in the first half, we were talking a little bit about your move with your family from Australia to the States. And tell us a little bit more about how you got an, uh, to actually invent the good potato strips, the good crisp company. Did you start it in Australia? We, we did, yeah. So the, the product, uh, as I mentioned, is like a better for you Pringle style product. So we, we knew we wanted it to have all of that nostalgic uh, value that, that, that goes around with the canister chip that, that I love, that, that many of us grew up with. Um, but, you know, just, just with a better ingredient base. So we knew it needed to be in the canister. We knew it needed to be in that shape. So we, we found a manufacturer, a world-class manufacturer that could do that and, and worked with them on, okay, well, what, what do we want? And really probably more specifically, what do we not want uh, in the product? And, and that tends to be the case with potato chips. Over time, um, manufacturers, you know, they get a bit enamored by science and chemicals and, and we can do it better than nature. And they start to put all this stuff into the product that, that should never have been there in the first place. So, you know, for, straight off, our product is yeah, certified. Let's talk about what, what did you not want in your potato chips? Yeah, certainly. So uh, our product is certified gluten-free. And, and that seems strange for a potato chip because, you know, they should be gluten-free. There's no, there's no gluten in potatoes. But Pringles and, and other brands, they put flour and fillers and other cheaper ingredients in there um, that aren't gluten-free. So we wanted to make sure that 
um, our product was, was as simple as possible. So we took all of that stuff out. So it's just a higher percentage of potato. We use some tapioca starch to, to help hold it together. Uh, we, our product is cooked with palm oil. So we wanted to make sure that we were using um, sustainable palm oil. So we have fully R S P O certified sustainable palm oil, not only for the plantations we buy it from, but also all of our supply chain is certified as well. So we know exactly where that oil is going and making sure that it is ending up on our product. So that, that was a big part of it. Yeah. And then when we came to the flavoring, you know, we didn't want to have MSG or artificial flavor enhancers or things like that in our product. So we, we took all of that out um, and we just use natural flavorings um, and certainly no artificial colors or things like that. So that's the core basis of, of what makes up our product. Now, that's very different from regular potato chips. And many people that need to be gluten-free are not aware that in regular potato chips or Pringles, there are starch in it, wheat, flour is in it. Yes, and all flour, kinds yeah. of flavor enhancers like MSG, which is really not good for us. And so I'm, I'm no. pleased to see that you don't put that in. Yes, there's a little bit sugar in it I've seen, but I think you need something as a flavoring, but it's not one of the first ingredients. So I love that. No, in fact, actually, and it is for us a continual progress. So just even on that sugar point, our, our new, um, so we've done a, a new packaging and some new flavor enhance, enhancement that comes out in January, and we've taken that, that sugar out. That was coming a bit from, you know, around the potatoes and the carbohydrates. We've come up with a way to remove that little bit of sugar. So um, we've taken that out, and it is a continual process. For us, it's a real balance between the two of, of taste and also better ingredients. And, and continually we work on that balance. We don't want to be completely you know, tasteless, but really, really healthy because what's the point? We're, we're a snack product. But equally, right. there's no point being really, really healthy if we're full of ingredients that don't align with, with our customers and, and my lifestyle. So we continue to work on that balance. And the other side of it, sorry, I forgot to mention as well, is we are um, certified non-GMO. So we are project verified non-GMO for, for all of our flavors now as well. And that was an important part coming here to the US as well to ensure that, um, you know, we, we had that covered off for our product. Yeah, and that's very important to many people that don't want to eat genetically modified foods because of the high pesticide content. Do you do any, testing, any testing for residues in your food or not yet? We do. We do testing on, on uh, the raw potato flakes that we get in to make sure there's, there's no residue um, of Roundup or anything like that on our products. Wow, that's amazing nowadays because Roundup is everywhere and it destroys our gut microbiome. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah. I know. I have to taste your chips now. I looked on your website. Uh, what is it again? TheGoodCrispCompany.com. Okay, and I looked on that, and it says on the website still shipping to the U.S. only. Now I'm in Canada. What do I do when I want to taste your potato chips? Yes, we we are in we are in uh, Canada now. We have a distributor out there, and we're starting to roll out into into grocery stores up there. I don't know if our uh, website has been updated yet, but um, certainly if if people want to reach out to me or reach out to us via the contact us on the website, we can let them know their their closest. Retailer, but we're in about a thousand or so grocery stores up in in Canada now, and that's continuing to grow as well. Excellent. Now I'm on the east coast, so usually it takes a little longer, but I'm looking forward to being able to get them because uh, my husband, especially, he loves potato chips. And 
Um, we, we, you can get us on, on Amazon and also buy us through our website as well. For those people. Oh, you can but, get it um, on Amazon.ca or is it still on com? Uh, .com, I think it will okay. be, yeah. Yeah, they ship to Canada sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little tricky where you are. Where else are your potato chips available? Uh, so across the U.S., we're in over 10,000 grocery stores. So as mm -hmm. I mentioned, all uh, Whole Foods stores, uh, Walmart in the gluten-free sort of natural food set they've got there. Mm -hmm. Most natural grocery stores uh, also carry us, and we're starting to get out into more conventional ones as well. So mm -hmm. um, if, if you are based in, in the U.S., we, we do have a good store locator uh, on our website there. We're also sold back in Australia as well. Um, so, yeah, a couple of different countries, but really – focusing on on north america uh, at the moment now let's let's get back to the ingredients uh what about the potatoes where do they come from so we uh source them from either the u.s mm -hmm. or uh from denmark mm -hmm. Europe. so what kind of potatoes are there i mean coming from germany myself i'm now for 21 years in in, in eastern canada uh, there's over 20 varieties of potatoes. And here we have white potatoes, yellow potatoes, red potatoes. That's pretty much it. How sad is that? <laughs> there are a lot of various types. So, we, uh, so our product actually takes potato flake. So that's what we use then to dehydrate a potato to, to then make our, our product. So it's molded um, to get that consistent shape, sort of unlike a, a potato chip where you're sort of getting a raw potato and cutting it up. Um, mm -hmm. We use the sort of the potato flake, which is then... Um, as I said, molded and, and fried and, and flavored. Yeah, and, and most of the potato chips that you buy commercially are made this way because it is the most consistent way of producing the same kind of product that the consumer wants, right? That's correct. And certainly with our product, which fits into a canister, they all need and, and stack on top of each other. Uh, you know, they need to be consistent. That's what gives it its uniqueness and, and gives it that sort of something a bit different. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and many people love it that way. And the canisters are easy to take with you. The chips don't break. So that's a big, big, big thing for your production probably. And many people don't think about how potato chips are produced. Tell us a little bit about how regular potato chips are produced and how yours are produced. Because people don't think that way where the food comes from anymore. And they should. Yeah. So with a, with a normal potato chip, I mean, there are lots of different ways to do it, but but the most common is, is exactly, as you said, sort of if you get a, a spud that's sort of peeled or some brands leave the skin on, um, they're sliced up um, and that then becomes the sort of the chip. They're then sort of fried and, and flavoured and, and that becomes the chip and, and put into bag. So w with us, um, you know, and that's where you get that different shapes and sizes and irregularity in, in the product and, and there's certainly a place for that and it's, it's, it's an interesting chip to have. For, for us, it's got to be more about consistency. So, uh, yeah, we, we use dehydrated potato, the same potato, but just, just flaked out and, and sort of almost not, not a potato mash, but, but sort of not a potato, sort of in between those two things where it's sort of uh, turned into a, um, a, a shape that we can stretch out and, and then stamp in our, our different shapes um, to make sure that we get the consistent uh, product and the consistent texture all the way through our product. Well, now that is quite something to actually achieve that because as as i know pringles have a certain form and it's not flat 
So I find Correct. it very interesting from the production technology side. And I know Pringles is formed, of course, from potato chips, from potato flakes, but not not the good kind. So that's interesting. And the, yeah, so they've added a lot of a lot of other things to you know because potato is more expensive than flour and wheat and things like that. So they their percentage of potato is is certainly a lot lower than than someone like like ours. So. Um, yeah, that, that's how it's done, and you're right. We get the curve in, in the product through the manufacturing, and there's only a handful of people in the world that, that can make canister chips. It's certainly not as, as popular as technology-wise as a, as a normal potato chip manufacturer. Well, yes, but what also people don't realize is that regular potatoes are often doused in Roundup and contain high concentrations of it, whereas yours are tested and have none. So that is a big yeah. because here yeah, potatoes definitely. get doused with glyphosate and they are high in glyphosate just to defoliate them. It's crazy, but they do it. Yeah, it is. It's disappointing. Yeah, and and so that's good to know. And uh, how do you source your other ingredients? We have about a minute left or two or so. That will be just right. <laughs> yeah. So so we uh, we use a world class. Um, suppliers of, of ingredients um, we you know we sell millions of, of chips now uh, across the country and around the world so you know we, we've gone from being a small little backyard company while we're still only you know a handful of, of people but quality quality sorry, product quality is is really essential for us especially now that we start dealing with the likes of of Walmart and places like that so right. we use and, and source our ingredients from you know world-class suppliers all, all around the country and, and all around the globe that can give us the best quality to ensure we have consistent and, and safe product. And I'm really happy to hear you talk about a healthier snack product that's actually sourced with good ingredients and uh, that you can recommend instead of snacking on regular potato chips. If you choose to snack, hey, try those uh, good crisps by... What's yeah. called Good Crisp Company, and I, I think that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's wonderful, and it, it was a big pleasure to having you on the show, Matthew. And thank you so much. Th thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And that brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Matt and forgot the address, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or contact me through my website docchristine.com and I'm always grateful for feedback. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon at 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day. Hey, thank you, Matthew. That was great.